morning, America. It's Jerry Rhodes here in Chicago uh, with the podcast. It's called the episode is USA in Chapter 15 of the International Bankruptcy Code. Yeah, I mentioned it in prior podcasts that the uh, federal government and any one of its states individually or collectively can go bankrupt. Uh, in America, it would be under Chapter 713 and 11 and 13, probably 12 in there as well. Internationally, it would be under the Chapter 15, or one country is trying to collect its debt from another country. And I've had to deal with uh, people saying, well, the government can't go bankrupt. Federal government's in the Constitution that they can't go bankrupt. That's not what the Constitution says. Usually somebody's pulled that out, you're not there, and you know what? Guessing. No, Jefferson added the government shall not spend more than they earn. Well, we're losing a trillion a year in, in uh, international global supply chain and uh, gave up our only profitable business, which was energy. So this country's losing money, has been losing money for years and covering it up with, it's not taxes, they're gone by, income taxes are gone by March. Everything after that for, for supporting this huge mon- monstrous government is borrowed money. Property taxes and sales taxes are all gone to, uh, to support state governments and county governments and government, government, government. It's not taxes, taxes, taxes. That's the problem. It's too much government. <clears throat> and I'm not the first one to point that out. It was one of the main issues, uh, problems, that Mitt Romney was uh, uh, attempting to fix and threw up his hands after he lost to Obama mama, who uh, did nothing but increase the obligations with the Obamacare. That is an abomination. This is USA and Chapter 15 International Bankruptcy Law, if not now, in the future, when and why. When USA is adjudicated insolvent and two or more creditors, such as China, Russia, Iran, North Korea, and a list of 30 other countries that, that we uh, import more than we export to. So it's covered by fiat dollars or treasuries to get payment of principal plus discounted value since the, the treasury bonds are discounted and the yield would not be paid until the until a treasury bond is repurchased. So they're discounted. And then after 10, 15, 20, 30 years, when we re- redeem them, then the investor gets their yield and or any accrued interest on the notes and tips and whatever uh, securities are out there. Uh, if it's paying the minimum interest rates and 
and timing uh, and, and, and the difference is compounding, well, they never get paid off. And now our little white-headed treasury secretary says she wants to have a 100-year treasury bond. Uh, yeah, she's the genius that was bowing to Xi Jinping when she was in Beijing. Why the credibility is in question? Why is the credibility in why the credibility is in question, compounded by Federal Reserve actions to prevent such a strategic move for political gain. In other words, China, Russia, Iran, North Korea, Japan, and other exporting countries using credit ratings to wait for payment of treasuries and the future interest yield. So looking up what the current United States uh, credit rating is, it's like A minus. Uh, you really consider the long-term obligations, it'd be F minus uh, because there's no way that we could pay that off in any uh, discernible period of time, if ever. That's what happens when they believe you'll never get it paid off either then to be adjudicated and solve it, and then they go after your collateral. Likely such a, an event will happen during 2024 as a factor in the presidential race and midterms for Congress. Such action is in the distinction of not the economy, but the survival of the American free market enterprise standing in global trade. Outcome acceleration, uh, uh, would be done by OPEC, then China and Iran, deciding to de-dollarize trade by refusing to America's refu accept America's credit ratings and ability to liquidate cost of capital and trade. So, you know, they're going to question whether the country is insolvent. If they are, then they can file to have a dissolution of the collateral to pay off their endangered securities. The global stock and bond markets will begin to react with hedge funds starting to disclose their position in USA's ability to overcome defaulting on the debt ceiling 79 times. So what would they do? And who are they? Well, Bridgewater, BlackRock, Vanguard, and they're not telling, us who they're, who, telling anyone who their investors are. Well, no, it's, it's 401k plan money. It's uh, pension fund money. Um, what else is it? Pension fund, 401k plan. plan, And that, that would be uh, all of the government pensions that are written in the law and the 13 entitlements that we've uh, promised people in the future. While not using generally accepted accounting principles, current debt of $34 trillion due next year is 135% of annual GDP. So in other words, we can't pay it in next year. It'll roll over and compound. And long-term obligations of Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, government pensions, and 13 entitlements over the next decade, totaling $200 trillion. Due in the next decade, it is 201% of worldwide GDP of 103 trillion. And 
politically, Congress continuing gridlock, uh, huge deficit spending, a budget without accruing uh, interest on any of the treasuries, uh, and, and the two-party system failing to, to solve problems they make have divided the country into fractals that play the blame game while Washington, D.C. burns like Rome did in 45 B.C. because of open borders, proxy wars, and cost of living in America. Is this all a conspiracy theory? Is this all fear-mongering? Or what are you doing here? Well, we have to bring something into focus when the the two parties just blame each other and it continues to, to head towards bankruptcy. And the Chapter 15 bankruptcy code would enable our creditors, if they can prove insolvency, and I certainly think they could take this paragraph here and prove it, uh, that last paragraph I was quoting, um, and go after the collateral. And what is our collateral? Our, well, farmland, energy, energy resources, um, reserves, our businesses, our buildings, our our natural resources for creating um, furniture and steel and all kinds of products now that are being shipped from overseas here where we pay the shipping costs and then we pay the shipping costs to send food over there. It's not... It is not uh, profitable, and it's a big loser. Uh, it's not just a trillion a year. It's it's whatever we're borrowing, and we're borrowing at the rate of $350 billion a month just to take care of the federal government, and then each state has their own revenue bonds that they're backing, and uh, the banking system is uh, on the verge of realizing that if you keep increasing the cost of capital, everything will collapse all the way around the world. The derivative bubble is riding on a on a zero interest capital derivative, not on 7, 10, 15%, 20% LIBOR rate. So yes, I think USA very well needs to study its position in and with, with respect to Chapter 15 of the International Bankruptcy Code, because what it's probably going to tell everyone is that we need to file for what's called Chapter 11, and, and American bankruptcies freeze everything. And that's what I'm covering in my book, is why we have to to file. Uh, we have to have a, re, a, a reorganization plan that we submit to the creditor committee, which are all the foreign countries that we owe money under the Treasury market and also how it's going to affect the hedge funds and the stock market and the derivative bubble, which is how is it going to sink the Federal Reserve or do we bring it inside our Treasury Department (coughs) to keep the uh, reference currency as the dollar by backing it with our collateral and then issuing the idea is issuing trade war bonds where everybody buys some bonds, 6 8 10% bonds, to pay down the obligations to a reasonable level. 
So we're actually using that to infuse capital into the great American enterprise. That is both American capitalism and American socialism, as I pointed out in my books, working together every day in our free enterprise system. That isn't free. There's a cost. And we've lost it to those running the business who are attorneys and professors and public health officials and economists. Those are the ones that are telling the rest of us what to do and then they'll manage the business. Well, they never started a business, they've never admitted anything, and they don't know how to run a business local, let alone global. So that's the the episode today. Um, It'll go into more specific detail and uh, who who I see doing it. So good listening. Tell your neighbors, tell your tell your wife, tell your husband, you know, help me get this message out so we can solve it, which is with a third party, swing vote party that doesn't want to control the world. It wants to help finance and keep America great. And we can do that. It, but we need to do it now before other countries decide to do it to us. We can do it for us on a rational basis, and you'll find out who I would uh, I would pick to run the American Enterprise Swing Vote Party as the referee. Pull the rhinos and dinos, the ones that really believe in <coughs> in uh, it. Isn't, it isn't just. Uh, uh, Oh, I'm going to say it's it's representing the deservatives. It's not the conservative point of view. Conservatism to me is meaningless, that you're not willing to risk money. You're not willing to risk anything for for the reward. And the, the bigger the risk, the, the more the reward. And that's what I, I would say here is, is, is if you read Wealth of Nations, risk is the biggest investment that you make the biggest risk is is uh, justifying the reward so let's go back to the principles of laissez-faire enterprise risk and reward and supply and demand let the markets determine winners and losers not dalio in his book the, the new world order where china wins and and and, and america loses so that's the message today. Thank you. Bye. Good morning, Sharon. Good morning, Jerry. Well, here it is, mid-January 2024. Can you believe it? No. Time we, flies. It does. We've been here at this location five years after we wow. came back from our venture into Iowa's nursing homes. Mm-hmm found out that that truly is not a business. It's an appendage of the federal government, Mm -hmm. state government, and it's just like the post office. It's mismanaged because of interventions into something that that, uh, the Congress or nor governors or the president really have been there and understand that we're warehousing the elderly for for money 
Yes. And allowing it to be turned into a um, real estate business, not yeah, not a people that's business. Exactly right. But that's not the topic of today. The topic is the U.S. debt clock. Can that be accurate? If you go to the U.S. Debt Clock dot org application, you can get it in the Apple Store. www.usdebtclock.org, which I talk of all the time because I mention it to my CEO, no, my CFO son-in-laws, and they're in their roles, and they've never heard of the debt clock. <laughs> and then I talk to a former partner and associate of, associate of mine and Arthur Anderson Company, the largest CPA firm in the world, and he hadn't looked at the debt clock. So what meaning does the debt clock have? Well, to accountants um, and attorneys and bankers and economists and the economy is not the problem. It's our enterprise. It shows that America is insolvent. Eventually won't be able to pay its bills. That leads into bankruptcy. So on my book, it starts at volume two, it starts out with we have to downsize government and upsize enterprise to be able to avoid chapter 10, which be became chapter 11 of the U.S. Bankruptcy Code. But there's also an international bankruptcy code, code uh, from the UN, United Nations, called Chapter 15. It's cross-border filings of bankruptcy. Now, does this just involve enterprises or does it involve specific county, states, governments? Well, we have what's called comedy. It's not comedy where you laugh, it's C-O-M-I-T-Y, which allows for the cooperation across borders for the debtors to file uh, a hold on a creditor's assets until the debt is paid or file for a bankruptcy under Chapter 15 where a trustee freezes the uh, cr creditor's assets, which in, in terms of the United States government and all of our entities, would each state, county, city, or, or village be accountable to that bankruptcy law, or would it be the U.S. government and all its entities? Those are the questions that attorneys and... Um, Wikipedia answer to an extent. It could always happen or it could always be avoided. So my concern here is the debt clock would tell us that we're that America and each of its entities are insolvent. They have been led to believe that uh, 
each entity can borrow or have the treasury print up uh, treasury bills, bonds, and notes to issue internationally for debt, or each state and city and county can issue their own revenue bonds, which commits them to out of taxpayers' money, which is usually gone by March, uh, that that the collateral would be uh, the property of the creditor. And a filing of insolvency would allow under these bankruptcy laws, either at the federal government, state, city, county, um, a request to dissolve the entity and give up its assets to settle its debts. Well, in terms of the U.S. debt clock and what it's showing on a on the basis of federal, state, uh, I don't know, and counties and entities uh, that they don't have enough taxes or, or revenue to pay the current portion or the current liabilities, nor do they have the ability to accrue for unrecorded obligations, since the only set of books that's available would be the expenditures, records of who they've paid out to and who they collected taxes from. It doesn't really give a financial condition report of assets versus liabilities. And where assets uh, don't exceed the total liabilities, you have negative net worth. Or if you can't continue to pay down the debt because there's insufficient cash uh, tax receipts or borrowings to cover it, then you're insolvent. And would insolvency then require that the federal government and its entities file for protection. To say China or Russia or OPEC or, or India or collectively uh, 30 countries that export more to us than we export to them would put a, a claim on um, unpaid interest or a non-accrued interest uh, or uh, non-liquidation non of uh, treasury notes, bills, and um, what's the other one? Anyway, bonds in the international court under Chapter 15, not under Chapter 11 of the U.S. Bankruptcy Court, but under Chapter 15 of the U.N., United Nations uh, Bankruptcy Court. My concern, of course, all along has been that our incompetent um, leadership at every level is assuming that we can always borrow more money to cover the, the deficit spending and all of the laws that have been promulgated promising that 
every entity is going to save us all from uh, ourselves. Mm -hmm. Letting in all these uh, undocumented, uh, and millions of them, undocumented illegal immigrants that we're taking responsibility for and we're recruiting not just the debt, but the interest. There's 17 trillion of unrecorded uh, interest obligations on 7 trillion of um, treasury bills, bonds, and notes owed to foreign countries. Can those foreign countries individually, collectively file under Chapter 11 in bank in UN uh, international bankruptcy court to freeze America's assets? What are the assets? The farmland, the natural resources, the gold, the precious metals, the stock market, the Federal Reserve Bank, uh, our technological advancements that other other countries are selling back to us after re-engineering them and charging us for shipping. Uh, this this is so entangled that until somebody starts to look at it from above what's happening and what could happen, and it, it slowly but surely uh, accumulates into what's called a derivative bubble in terms of what 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 happens when speculation suddenly turns on you. And that's the case now. Even though the stock market's going up during inflationary period of time and the fact that the, that uh, America, USA, and its entities owe uh, more than the, we have in assets. The assets are $200 trillion and what we owe collectively is $230 trillion according to the debt clock. Well, what would that lead you to believe? That we are insolvent. Insolvency is the first step to filing by the debtors some form of bankruptcy. Would would it happen at the at the U.S. government level or at every level? It just depends on whether China, Russia, OPEC, North Korea, South Korea, Japan, India. These are the countries that we owe more to than they owe to us. They've exported more to us. They've controlled the supply line through China and its belt of the road uh, initiatives, BRI, where they have a $1 trillion line of credit from the uh, IMF, International Monetary Fund, which is a UN entity that, that, that represents 100 different, 190 different countries has a $1 trillion line of credit, one, $1 trillion line of credit, $500 trillion to be $500 billion to be invested in Africa and $500 billion to be invested in Central and South America, Latin America, and uh, all it encompasses. Um, why do they have that? Well, they want precious metals, they want access to um, energy, principally fossil fuel energy, that rests in an area uh, next to Venezuela that exceeds the deposits that are in the Mideast. 
and America. So China, uh, under its belt of the Road Wolf Warrior program, is hell-bent on taking over the world, not with atomic bombs or hydrogen bombs or stealth this and that, uh, they're, they're, they're building that just to keep everybody scared or fearful while they take over the, uh, the world of trade. And if they own the world of trade, they also own the world. And the United States has been using that power of the exchange rates uh, for, since World War II uh, where Roosevelt had to use trade bond or war, war bonds to win the Second World War. And now we're at that point where there's a trade war and the possibility of filings of, good God, I don't know how many countries that are holding more in, in American debt than we can ever pay. And in the interest, if we're not making the payments on the, accruing the interest and in paying it, then it compounds. And you understand what compound interest is, is we pay the minimum payments on any of these treasury bills, notes, and bonds. They go from a one week to a 30 year, and, we, and our astute, and I, I say that kind of, uh, I don't know, whatever the word is, um, seems to think we need a 100 year treasury bill. This defer it, put it off to the next century. I'm sorry, but I don't think that's going to happen. Are my predictions going to happen? Well, I would say under the current administration and past administrations, except for Donald Roosevelt, we have had attorneys, economists, bankers, and professors running our country, and they don't even know how to run a business. And America is a business. It's the biggest business in the world, with China's hot on on our on our tail to take that over we're at 27 trillion and they're at 17 to 20 trillion and oh yeah they, they say china's in trouble well not in the trouble that america is in because we have gridlock in our leadership there's one party or the other wants to be the party until the end of the century and by the end of the century america will be not number one but lord knows where they will be it certainly won't be america Will it be China and its alliances? Well, that's what Dalio, Redalio of um, Bridgewater Hedge Fund says, and Larry Fink with BlackRock, they're selling America short in their mutual and pension fund investments, investors. They won't, they won't even list them. Just like Madoff, they won't tell you who who their investors are, but they're selling short on America and long on China and its alliances. It has alliances with 50 different countries at this point and plans to have 140 uh, countries in their alliance. They're, they're, they're taking the UN concept and putting it in Beijing, not New York City. So let's kind of get into some more details here. What is... Uh, this global banking, the World Bank and the IMF and uh, inter International Met uh, Monetary Fund that promotes global financial stability, supposedly. It's, an, it's, it's a major 
financial agency of the United Nations and an international financial institution funded by 190 member bank, or countries with headquarters in Washington, D.C. Well, the headquarters of the U.N. is in New York City, temporarily. It is not economics, stupid. It's enterprise. Global trade. China leading with IMF, International Monetary Fund, funding under their uh, bricks and mortar, uh, it's BRI uh, program. BRI is uh, the belt, of, belt and Road, and I've added a C initiative, which is uh, the China cap capitalism and China dream. It's the BRI takeover of USA and 30 countries around the world financed by the International Monetary Fund of one trillion tranche, two tranches of 500 billion or a trillion uh, line of credit. What is BRI? Belt and Road and Sea Initiative. It's China capitalism. It's not communism, it's capitalism. The China dream, what is that? It's the plan to plant a Trojan horse in our midst and other countries uh, using the threat of PLA, PLA, People's Liberation Front military, to create fear to take down the American dream and American capitalism and integrate it into the China capitalism and China dream. This is not socialism. It's mistakenly referred to as socialism in the United States. China Communist Party is what it represents. One party control of China's totalitarian market enterprise, a monopsony government, which is a buyer and seller of control of, of, of the trade of last resort. They, they buy everything and they sell everything for profit and then they control the world using their shipping monopoly and their worldwide infrastructure to buy other countries, 150 out of 193 countries, political decision-making and economic development and debt. So they become uh, not only a... a um, global enterprise, they've become a global banking entity through the International Monetary Fund, the World Bank, and the World Trade Organizations, and the UN. They've infiltrated all of the institutions that, that our government considers to be our friends that aren't since Truman dropped two atom bombs on civilians. International organization, IMF, that promotes global financial stability. The IMF is a major financial agency of the UN and an international financial institution funded by 190 member countries with headquarters in Washington, D.C., as I said.
It's not economic, Stu, but it's enterprise. Global trade, China leading with IMF funding, BRI line of credit of one trillion five hundred billion for Africa, five hundred billion for Central and South America. Um, what would this next step be once China has pulled off this takeover of the world trade? Well, since America is in debt to those countries that they've infiltrated to the tune of $7 trillion in, in treasuries, OPEC has decided they want to de-dollarize trade. They want to use the yuan, the Chinese yuan, um, and even a crypto form of the yuan to be the reference currency of trade around the world in 197 countries, 193 countries. Internal protection of shareholders in USA. What does that mean? Well, when China and its affiliates have the capability of filing um, a bankruptcy claim of non-payment of interest or liquidation of any of the trade uh, treasuries under Chapter 15 of the International Bankruptcy Law that is to protect shareholders all over the world and in the USA. Chapter 15 is um, for cross-border filing of international trade transactions. So in other words, this coalition of of uh, creating the trade imbalance and, and putting America into insolvency because we lose a trillion a year on the imbalance of trade and other accusations of America's wasting money on weapons of mass destruction and not paying its bills, Chapter 15 uh, of the bankruptcy code would be applied through the international court and through the U.S. courts promulgated by the U.N. Commission on International Trade Law, which replaces Section 304 of the bankruptcy code here in this country in 1997, subjects USA to international accountability for debt created by international trade. Mechanisms for dealing with insolvency cases involving debtor assets, claimants, and parties of interest involving more than one country. Number one, chapter 15, promotes co-op or comedy between U.S. courts and cross-border claims. Two, manage trade and investment. Three, fair... Um, Fair and uh, what is it? Administration of the claim. Fair and uh, checks and balances administering cross-border claims. Four, afford debtor protection of its assets. Five, facilitate rescue of financially troubled businesses such as the country of Greece, which filed for bankrupt, international bankruptcy. 
That's under 11 U.S. Code, paragraph 150, to coordinate with international law. Can Chapter 15 replace the president by the court-appointed trustee? In bankruptcy cases, you can have either a replacement of management or you can have the plan of reorganization administered in a quasi-organization plan, which is in volume two of my American Enterprise uh, party. Um, the answer is, can you replace Congress and the president under an under a international filing of bankruptcy? Well, that's left up to the courts. Uh, or the creditor committee, which could be Russia, Iran, etc., cross-border uh, insolvency um, procedures taken over by the court, international court. Can an insolvent USA be forced into bankruptcy? Under comedy, C-O-M-I-T-Y, cross-border bankruptcy filings under... What is com Commonality means cross borders. Oh, I see. It's going to be administered by a higher court across the cross I borders. Okay. Filings in under UNCITRAL, the United Nations citation of bankruptcy on cross border insolvency, adopted by 41 countries. Foreign proceeding, collect, uh, collective judicial or administrative proceeding by a foreign country. Recovery claim, which is the property of the debtor, distribution of debtor's property under trustee and current and, and court order. Well, what would be the basis of any filing by any foreign country that's holding USA debt instruments? Could the debt clock be given as part of the uh, of the um, proceeding? Uh, is the debt clock uh, accurate? Um, well, you load it's it's estimated with the load that is carrying is quite uh, accurate in gross terms. What does gross terms mean? Well, if you go deeper into the debt clock into a a, a, a website called www.openthebooks.com, um, uh, there is a, an application where you can go into any government entity in the United States and access how they're spending taxpayer and borrowed money and demand that, that set this up is on a tour around the, the country talking about how America wastes taxpayer money and it only lasts typically on, on, on income taxes till the end of March and then the cost of government at every level is then funded by borrowing. And then there are property taxes, payroll taxes, and um, sales taxes that are then tapped in and when they run out then they're also being funded by the cities and counties and states to cover the 24 million government workers at every level that make twice what the, the person in the private sector makes with 
their own social security system, their own pensions. Uh, there are 17 trillion unfunded pensions that the government uh, has written into the law themselves. Um, and their um, health care. It's, it's all leading to a $2 trillion payroll, including benefits, per year, which is actually most of us being funded by treasuries, not by taxes. So when Obama said uh, health care will not cost you one dime, or Biden says uh, infrastructure bill and saving America from itself um, debt relief bill, um, won't cost you uh, taxpayers one penny. No, it's all borrowed money. When everything is mentioned, you know, we're wasting money in Ukraine at billions of dollars. On a proxy war, wasting taxpayers' money? No, it's all borrowed money. The, 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 the military equipment left in Afghanistan was funded by borrowed money. The $3 trillion that we have in stockpiles somewhere, and I don't know where they're hiding it, of weapons of mass destruction were all from borrowed money. That's how we run up this horrendous debt of $230 trillion. It's all been... Administrated, administered. Every hour to who? Well, a hundred different countries. You know, it's spread all over the world. Mm-hmm. When this bubble bursts, and it will eventually burst, probably if if Biden is reelected or Trump is elected, who's a real estate guy, it won't be long. And I've been warning of this for some time. I've done three hundred and some podcasts creating the educational device for Americans to know something about what the House of Cards is built on. Mm-hmm. It's built on debt, and it's built on the holder of debt by, we have few few friends, they considered us imperialistic to take over since the Second World War because we could do it with fear, with threat of the atom bomb, and then the atom bomb was dropped by Truman, and uh, we're, not, we're not the friends, friend that we think we are. Mm-hmm. And then using foreign aid as, as a bribe and putting our military everybody everywhere to spy, uh, we're considered to be uh, not the number one country in the world, but the number one threat in the world, I guess you could call it, because that's what China and Russia and Iran and OPEC and these other countries that are now reversing the tables on us um, uh, want the rest of the world to believe. So we now have to, um, in, in my estimation, have to take take control of our resources. Uh, we do have $200 trillion in collateral. And it's there supporting $230 trillion in debt that can be put into bankruptcy, Chapter 15, at any time. If there is any non-payment, we don't know. We don't know until we look at the payments if we're even current on the interest or in the liquidation of those, those treasuries coming due. And we continue to just print out currency, uh, under the Fauci pandemic, the Treasury printed out 300 years worth of currency, put it into into a circulation called stimulus. 
And the essential businesses, the big businesses, the big box, big government, they all got their stimulus checks and their paychecks because they were essential. The non-essentials, many of them went bankrupt. They're small businesses where all of the new technology comes from. America's lifeblood is its small businesses, not its big boxes. And most of the big boxes are now employed by China. Uh, Amazon, uh, Walmart, Costco, any of these wholesalers that are distributing Chinese or the Chinese Alliance products, including OPEC and their oil, are contributors to the bankruptcy because we no longer are in charge of shipping. China has a, a monopoly on shipping uh, uh, trade and, and, and supply lines all over the 100 different ports with their 5,400 5, cargo ships and with a million containers being in process that are color-coded and robotically loaded and unloaded in the major port of Shanghai that has 14,000 of, of, of empty containers all color-coded and, and robotically managed to control their $2 trillion shipping monopoly. And America allows them to get through the Suez and the Panama Canal because we paid for expanding them so they can get to all of their uh, global customers. It's a disaster. It's not happening, it's happened. And until we have leadership, and I'm proposing the leadership come from the American Enterprise Swing Vote Party, not to control everything because it's not, not controllable. It's got to be a team effort of Democrats and Republicans and this new uh, party that I'm calling the deservatives. It's not progressive or, or conservative. It's the deservatives that are of the people, by the people, for the people party that wants to be able to have referee uh, power between the McCoys and Hatfields, which can't get anything done and, and have no knowledge or ability to manage international trade. So it's going to have to be the American Enterprise Party that enters in here and gets as few as seats of 5 to 10 in the Senate and 10 to 12 in the, in the House, which could really be the dinos and the rhinos, Democrats in name only and Republicans in name only, that would go in and run the party, the American Enterprise um, Swing Vote Party, replacing what we call the Independent Party. Well, there never is an independent party. They and the bureaucrats just swing back and forth depending upon who they want to be the incumbents re-elected. And incumbents are re-elected 96% of the time. So this is, needs to be put into the Constitution, a three-party system where we actually have, like we do in, the, in everything else, a, a, swing, a swing vote to stop the crazies from taking over the country, a tiebreaker. So a swing vote is a tiebreaker, and, and my proposed leadership of that, and I certainly haven't gotten them to agree to it, would be Mitt Romney from the Rhino and, and Joe Biden, Joe, not Joe Biden, Joe Manchin from the Dino to become the leaders of the American Enterprise Party. Why? Because they, uh, Romney had a company that 
that did quasi-reorganizations in bankruptcy for a business, Bain Capital. He's, he's an expert. He's also an entrepreneur, and he has financial backing, as he did when he ran for president. And his attitude towards big government and the waste is the same as what I'm proposing here, which will put us into international bankruptcy, or has. And Joe Manchin has been the swing vote, stopping the insanity of uh, the, the progressives that 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 are in our in, uh, institutions. We got to get away from this institutional thing and get back to free market enterprises. We're the only democracy in the world that has free market laissez-faire enterprise with our bankruptcy laws. And we're going to have to utilize, utilize those internationally to be able to manage our way out of this mess. So Joe Manchin and Mitt Romney uh, leading the American Enterprise Party in its quasi-reorganization of its debt and deficit spending and getting the books set up on generally accepted accounting principles at every level, federal, state, city, county, uh, gap accounting, so we know where we are at all times. And then we have accountability at every level. The governors are accountable for profit. So are the cities, so are the, so are the counties. We gotta, gotta actually play out what we preach is free enterprise. Is we have to be able to in, take the investor money, the, the monetary capital, along with the human capital, the the deservatives, as I've called them, we go together every day in every business and work together as a team. So we're not enemies. It isn't communism or socialism against the uh, Americanism or or capitalism or whatever. No, it is the marriage of capitalism, American capitalism, and American socialism that creates Americanism, which is the only country in the world with bankruptcy laws to protect us in failure so we can start again over and over at the small business level. 60,000 businesses go in, come into being a month in America and 60,000 go out of business under some form of, of reorganization of debt so they can start and try again and again and again. America is a country of of the opportunity to succeed and fail, and still have have a comeback and contribute to the great American enterprise. So uh, we've institutionalized everything, like we're a church and passing the plate for taxes, and then we run out of taxes, taxes, taxes. There's 46 different taxes at all levels of, of this. Taxes are not the way to run a country. A shareholder, shareholder concept is the way to run the great American enterprise, and that would include our treasuries. So if we can manage the treasuries as the monetary capital and the manage our human capital to direct towards um, um, the 10 tenets of, of laissez-faire, which is in volume two of my, of, of my trilogy, uh, it's risk and reward, supply and demand, and sharing of the capital, capitalists and the um, socialists, so to speak, the monetary capital, human capital, contributing to a positive cash flow. 
which then builds more capital to invest in more technology and growth. These are the things that we need to teach around the world in a peaceful coexistence, Kissinger style, not you know, dropping the bomb on civilians. Is where both parties are threatening. America is building a fleet of 100 B-21s and Orca subs to plant bombs or mines in the ocean floor. Trillions of dollars invested in weapons of mass destruction that are now being used, threatened to be used against us. It's insanity. You know, and insanity is trying to do the same thing but faster. So... Anyway, that's what happens in bankruptcy. It's it's happens slowly, and then it bursts the bubble, and then we're not number one any longer. It's China and their alliances, 46 different countries where they're proposing their belt of the road and sea wolf warrior initiative. So that's your not your economic class today. It's your class on international trade and... Uh, American free market enterprise that has lasted for 246 years. Dalio says the the cycle's 300 years, and and I'm sure uh, Fink is saying the same thing. We better we better sell short on America and long on these other countries because America is 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 approaching its 300th birthday, but it might be accelerated by 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 uh, Pence enabling Fauci to to pull off the greatest fraud ever and get Trump dumped. But it may be to our advantage if we can get a third party, the American Enterprise Party, enforced here to be the, the forward thinking and working with the rest of the world on peaceful coexistence using Americanism, free market laissez-faire where you can start a business and fail and start over. That's the whole essence of the pilgrims when they came here. They invented enterprise in America. Beans for corn, corns for clothes, clothes for covered wagons, covered egg wagons for technology and everything else. That's the American dream. That's our America. Thanks for listening. And say goodbye, Sherry. I'd dominated this again. <laughs> Bye. Okay. Enjoy it. I love you so much. I love you. Over and out. Good morning, America. This is Jerry Rhodes coming to you from Chicago, Illinois, the podcaster for American Enterprise Swing Vote Party. Uh, I just talked about how you make sense out of nonsense. Um which really arrives at some conclusions that Americans have to deal with for the sake of the future of of our freedoms. Uh, They're very special. They're they're the only only, uh, right we have is our freedom and our opportunity to try and fail and try again. Um, and what I'm seeing from this, the structure of our country as it now stands with money ticks and, and the, the power of, of money controlling our econ- economy and our enterprise 
and our workers with leadership that I believe is totally unfit for the jobs. So what are you proposing here? I'm not going to be running for president at my age. I'm just presenting some information in terms of a direction that will keep America great. Um, And we're not going to do it with the current structure and the way things are coming down uh, around us with uh, uh, insecure borders and insecure voting and having a reputation around the world that we're a big bully, uh, imperialistic, by building a fleet of 100 B-21 bombers. I cannot believe that. And that our our peace through strength is a, a trillion-dollar defense department that builds ma- weapons of mass destruction to scare the world into complying with whatever America is now. Well... We've lost the trade war. I've established that in my books and in my podcast. And there's no winning it back, so to speak, because there are alliances around the world that that remember the, the, the uh, decision by our worst president ever, Truman, who then uh, approved, and he says he didn't. The generals did it anyway, baloney. He wanted to... To a, a seat at the table with um, Hitler and Churchill and Stalin so he could then pound on his chest and say, well, we have the bomb. Well, what he did, he took away the, us ever ha- having a deterrent. And that's why Einstein and Oppenheimer wa- washed their hands of it. Uh no. It could have been a deterrent by just showing them a, a film of the tests in, in New Mexico and uh, not dropped it on human beings, killing 250,000 civilians. That's somewhat worse than the World Trade Center, and uh, the, it isn't worse than the Germany Holocaust, but we're, we're having the same thing out of Putin right now. and could, could have been stopped. All we needed to do was using the power of the dollar, telling NATO, if you don't admit Ukraine to NATO, you don't have our funding. And of course, they would have admitted Ukraine to NATO. And the reason Putin was pissed is because he had wanted, he had applied to get into NATO, and they they basically told him the reason we have NATO is because of Russia. And their USSR. Well, what happened in the USSR? Well, Kissinger, our greatest statesman, and Gorbachev, and their detente, basically enabled Russia to come out of a autocracy into what they call a democracy, which, of course, it isn't. It's a one leader, like Xi Jinping government with a Politburo, uh, started capitalism getting away from this whole term of socialism where everybody stays home, drinks vodka, and owns nothing and and is really happy until they start hauling them off to prison if they're cheating on doing nothing. Uh, So, yes, 
um, here I go again. I, I'm just looking at, at the list of Nazi concentration camps during the worst of the worst uh, inhuman socialism, I guess you'd what you'd call it, because they, it was done by Nazis, the Social Democrats, which now we have wanting a Green New Deal and is behind the Biden-Sanders manifesto, which blesses sanctuary cities and opens the borders and says we can handle another $750 million just to, to get voters in that will keep Democrats in charge for the rest of the century. And our other party is conniving its way to do the same thing. So we basically don't have a two-party system. We have a uniparty system, which in my interpretation is a monarchy. There are no. There are only three forms of government. There's dictatorship. Uh, there's um, monarchies and and the, the one and only democracy in the world, America, the bountiful. Well, we're losing that. We actually have lost our way because the leadership has taken us down this this road of. We need more and more laws from the lawmakers who are all attorneys and bankers and economists and professors telling the rest of the many what to do. But those rules don't apply to them. So our educational system is corrupt. Our health care system is corrupt. We pay for, don't pay for outcome. We pay for income. We pay for diagnosis and prescription drugs. It's a mess. I have 20 books, six of them on, on how... Um, corrupt our healthcare system is, and uh, my political books on how corrupt our government is. So you're starting to sound like Rush Limbaugh. Well, Rush Limbaugh actually was right on on most of his uh, rant, rantings and railings uh, on the issues, but he never really came up with solutions. He just thought that the American people, by listening to him, would figure it out. Well, no, the, the American worker or the rest of us or the the, the have-nots and the have-sums uh, don't really have the money to, to run to be a part of the management of United, USA, Inc., which is our Congress... Our Senate, 100 senators, 435 congressmen and women, if you can use that gender uh, euphemism, and Supreme Court and the president basically running everything by the seat of their pants because they're, 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 they've never started a business, never invented anything, never had to make a payroll without other people's money. And that's the taxpayers. And the taxpayers, are, they pass the plate like they do in church in a monarchy, and then they borrow the rest. Oh, wait a minute. What do the books say? Well, we don't have books. We have budgets. And they add the borrowing into the cash receipts for the budgets to say it's balanced or we or they have a surplus, supposedly in California. Ha ha. No state has a surplus. No state has balanced the budget because they've added in, guess what, debt instead of profits. And it's killing the goose and the gander, which is 
free market enterprise. We're the only country in the world that has laissez-faire, says the French. They gave us the Statue of Liberty because we're the only country that has a free country that will enable um, free enterprise to exist and coexist with our economy, which is the cost of government and rules and regulations. It isn't what America is about. It's not about America's economy. It's about America's enterprise that's being weighted down and pulled down and bankrupted uh, as our economy. We need economies of scale. We need to downsize this huge monolithic 24 million employees sitting on the top, downsize them, and downsize government and upsize enterprise. And how would you do that? Well, I, I'm suggesting that we have to privatize. We have to get out of, of this monolithic government that's run by incompetent uh, lawmakers um, and... Um, spin off, as they do in in enterprises, spin off certain agencies that really are enterprises. So I've gone through those in the last podcast, so I don't need to do that again. Uh, Will that in itself save America? No. We're not here to save America as it is. We want to keep it great as it was. We cannot erase our history because that's what we built this this foundation on. And you, you crumble the the history and the and the foundation of any chance to to keep America great is gone. And then you've got China taking over here because we don't pay our bills. We don't we don't pay our even our interest on these T bills. They own one point three or four trillion. Japan one point five trillion. Other other so called friends and enemies and and uh, global trade uh, uh, countries uh, own our future with seven trillion of treasury bills that are on in an in a inverted yield curve which says the, the longer they have to hold them the less they make an in interest and we're not paying the interest so it's compounding so just like your credit card if you just pay the minimum payment the compound interest goes into the principal. So that's where we are. Oh, my God. You've got to be kidding. No. No, this is being run by uh, a bunch of people that never run a business. This is the, the biggest enterprise or business ever in the world. And the rest of them were all chasing us, and now they're catching us because we outsmarted ourselves by allowing those that don't know how to run a business to control the business. How do they do that? Money ticks. They know how to raise money. They're salesmen, for sure. And they know how to raise money and get reelected. 90% of the time, these people get reelected and and they're destroying our very future. Uh, And their ratings are very low. People are realizing that that you cannot trust politicians that don't have any experience in competing with the rest of the world. Yes, it is competition. 
and China is our biggest competitor. And then there's Russia and Iran and OPEC and the Mideast, which Trump felt that he had it under control. Of, of course, that wasn't true. Uh, it's it's religions, religious wars over there. We're not going to solve those by being rational or withdrawing our business or supporting one side or the other. That's been going on for centuries. All it'll do is drag down the world. We need to be out there with with Kissinger's detente, peaceful coexistence. One of the greatest statesmen ever that negotiated with Gorbachev to tear down the wall. It wasn't Reagan that tore down the wall, it was Kissinger, and he just died. I'd wanted him to be my secretary of the of not the state, but offense, an offense that is selling peace around the world with what? Free market enterprise. They're doing it in Africa in spite of, of uh, China wanting to take over Africa, these small little villages we have with handheld uh, cell phones are negotiating like they did and the pilgrims did when they got here from England. And we revolted and, and built our country on colonies uh, where individuals could, uh, you know, grow beans and, and trade for corn and trade corn for clothes and clothes for covered wagons. And you, you, know, you heard the, the principles of what makes America great. To keep us great, we have to allow people 60,000 to start up every month and 60,000, if they don't make it, go out of business and start again. That is America, the bountiful. That's why everyone wants to come through our open borders because they want a piece of, of the pie, but they don't speak English, they don't have skills as far as we know. They need to learn to earn and have a skill to build. And our educational system is so broken, they can't handle what they got. California thinks they're going to be able to handle 40 different languages in their school system. It's insanity. They have to speak English. They have to, be, they have to want to work and are able to work and can learn to earn by getting in, in school and, and, and being able to read more than a third, day, third grade level like our ghetto uh, gangs and the dropouts, and dumbing down America. So uh, China, who is much more intelligent when it comes to global trade than we'll ever be, taking over the supply chain and the, and the uh, shipping monopoly that they've built in a monopsony government where the government is the buyer and seller of everything. And I heard Clinton's at one time, his Secretary of Labor stated that America is the last resort, the, the, the buyer of last resort. No, no, the buyer and sellers are those free market enterprise, uh, 60,000 startups, uh, small businesses. That's, that's what makes America great. And to keep it great, we cannot allow another fearful edict by, uh, by public health officials that we've got another pandemic here so, so we can have mail-out voting and insecure voting and a disaster in the next election. Whether Trump's there or not, that's to be decided. But I am in a position to say I don't think either Democrats or Republicans can solve this, this horrendous crash that's coming. 
this bursting of the derivative bubble will uh, wipe out uh, not just economies, but enterprises around the world. Because they're all counting on America to be the biggest and best consumer, not the biggest and best supplier. We have transferred so much wealth out of this country that we no longer can pay our bills. And we're raising the the debt ceiling not 79 times, but, but 80, and that will be bankruptcy. The next ceiling will be bankruptcy. We will have to freeze our debt under a, a, a quasi a plan of quasi reorganization, of which Net, Met Romney is expert, having had his business Bain Capital, vulture capitalist, that did the very same that same thing that America will have to do now. Therefore, he should be one of our, the leaders in my party. I've sent him a request, and he hasn't yet stepped up, and and the other person would be Joe Manchin, who is the swing vote in in our Congress at this point and has stopped Biden in his tracks. And, and both Mitt Romney and Joe Manchin are 76 years old and are retiring. And I am, I sent Joe Manchin my books and I'm asking them to become the leaders in the American Enterprise Swing Vote Party. And does that party, are they going to run for president and win, win the presidency? Hell no. No, that's not the, the, that's not the mission. The mission here is, is to have a referee and make sure that everything that gets through the House and the Senate to the, to the president is con- by consensus, not some radical uh, filibuster that thinks it's going to get the, the reconciliation between the Senate and the, and, and the House to work better for America. No, it's always what's going to work better for the politicians and getting reelected and and the governors and the mayors and the whoever's running the local governments aren't accountable for anything. They just want to get reelected. Well, we we need to have a government where we have um, um, to get your income. You have to have an outcome. You have to earn your income. You can't just say that you're a governor and get reelected and not be accountable for the gangs that are. In your in your in your cities, or the guns in 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 the gangs, and in, in the hands of uh, of bad people, or teen pregnancies, or dropouts out of high school, or a bad culture of violence, vulgarity, and excess. No, we got to have analytics that measure each governor against the other governors, and measure our mayors against other mayors. We got to have our own Super Bowl here. We have to start have making accountability based on on value added that concept of value added is what american enterprise is supposed to be all about and the value added has to be of quality not of poor poor um standards we have to have standards that we live up to so um i had to kind of add to what i was doing in my previous uh, ranting, I guess. To, I, it's not really ranting. I just write down these ideas uh, as to what the podcast is going to be about. And in this one, I think I was trying to make sense out of nonsense. I said at the beginning, you can't make sense out of nonsense. 
Well, I've changed my mind. I think that you can make uh, sense out of nonsense if you make the changes to make it make sense. So uh, I can add that to my uh, daily uh, not political campaign speech. No way. <laughs> I don't want the job. I want the party and the the leadership that I could foresee of the party. Then if they want to run for president and they can lead the pack better and, and have a consensus um, government and consensus direction in our economy and our enterprise, then yes, I'm all for that. So thank you for listening.